You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Good morning, everybody. It's a beautiful Tuesday, November 16th. On Morning Breath, we're a drive-time devotion to jumpstart your day. What we do is take a chapter of the Bible, read it, spend some time in it at our homes. Then we come down to the studio here at the Maradona Campus of East Coast Christian Center. We read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about wherever God leads us in the chapter. Really, we just take some time, do a morning devotion, and then uh, come down to the radio and listen to what each of us, you know, kind of saw, what God showed us while we're reading it this morning, and maybe even show us something new while we read it on the air. And then we just kind of go in that direction. And because it's the Word of God, you can't miss, because every Word of God is God breathed. So we're believing for God to breathe on you this morning. How are you doing, Pastor Kristen? I'm doing great. Excited to be here. And you mentioned read, which I, I love to read the Bible with my actual eyeballs, but I also love to listen. And if you're out there and you struggle with actually getting the time and opening the Bible and reading it, don't be afraid to open your Bible app, which is one of the number one apps in the world. They're about to hit a half a billion downloads and just listen. And that's an incredible way. I know you mentioned that you like to listen to it sometimes because you might catch it different than if you were reading it. Yeah, I, mean, I, I listened to it from the NIV and the ESV yeah. this morning uh, while I ate my cereal. Yeah. <clears throat> it's just a good thing to do. I also, which will help you read if you don't like reading, is uh, turn it on and listen to it and read along with yeah, them. same time. And uh, that's another way you can kind of yeah. get in there and, and kind of not lose your place. Train yourself. Not lose yeah. your concentration. Yeah. Just keep reading through in the chapter. And it's all right to get lost in a verse because there's no rules with, you know, reading a chapter. Maybe that verse is all that God wanted you to see that day, and yeah. that's okay for me. But uh, I just try to read it through the first time. Yeah. You know, and just get the kind of feel of yeah. the chapter and what's going on. And, yeah. and, you know, we're in the Gospels right now, so what's going on in the life of Jesus? Yeah. And uh, kind of get a picture of, you know, try to make it more real, the setting, because yeah. sometimes it's hard, you know, uh, to, to really get your hand, your mind around what's going on. Overall with some context. of these, yeah, yeah, when some of these things are happening. Yeah. And I think they make a difference. Sometimes. Yeah, I like that. And when you're in the real one, I won't take too long here. I've already taken quite a bit. But when you're in your paper Bible, I love using a highlighter because it's tactile and it feels so genuine. Or on my Bible app, I press the highlight button and can create a verse image. Yeah. And it's funny, yeah. I because it's social, I'll make an image and then a buddy will text me and say, man, that's perfect. Thanks so much. And I don't realize that when I make an image, it pushes to them, and yeah, they're absolutely. like, ooh, that's a good Bible verse. Thanks. Yeah. You know, yep. they're, they're doing Bible study with me, and so it's, good. it's cool. Very good. All right, well, if you want to get involved with Morning Breath, the easiest way is on our East Coast app. You can download on the Apple or the Google Play Store and just search the words East Coast app, or you can go to our website, which is eccc.us. You can go in there for info, events, past sermons, the Morning Breath episodes, anything we ever talk about, we're going to have it on the site. You can also follow us on social on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube, or if you prefer, you can call the church offices at 321-452-1060, and we would be honored to email or even mail out a Morning Breath devotion guide or anything you ever need. Yep, absolutely. Love yeah. to do it. We've got an event coming up, a big event for yeah. kids and families. It's called East Coast Kids Alive. Yeah. 
And when's that going to be, Christian? That's going to be Friday, November 19th. So that's this week, guys. It's Tuesday. So this Friday from 7 to 8 o'clock. And this is for all ages. No age limit. It's geared towards every kind of kid you'd want. Whole family can come out. There's going to be giveaways. It's going to be fun. It's just an hour from 7 to 8 p.m. We'd love to have you be a part of it. Of course, you can go to our website to get more information or just show up. So there's no age limit. Are you saying it's for teens? Or for kids? It's kind of for kids, but you yeah. know, I got some teenagers that still have fun there. there, just yeah. depending on your teenager's personality. But in the past, we've had stuff that kind of be from first through sixth grade. But if you got a two to three-year-old, bring them on out. It's going to be fun. Even a 13-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, legal. Okay, great. Thank you very much. That'll be a fun event. Yeah, There'll be well. giveaways in that too, yeah, right? Yeah, there is. Some fun giveaways. Yeah, we got so. some good stuff. Like what? Yeah. Give so, me a clue. Scooter. Yeah. Some scooter. scooters. Yeah. Scooters. Some other cool stuff. Nice. Yeah. Good things. Okay. Cool. Yep. I want a scooter. I know. I like them. Electric one. Though. The electric ones are so much yeah, fun. When we like go them. to visit other big cities, we love to get the little electric scooters and go around, but they have GPS. So I'm a little bit of a rebel. I'll go off the sidewalk in the grass and it slows down to one mile per hour. And I'm like, come on. I'm trying to be a little bit of a rebel here. <laughs> They're like, get back on the sidewalk, and then it goes back to full speed. Yeah. They have, they have golf carts that way, too. Yeah. If you get too close to the green, oh, they man. stop working it's and forward. You got to go in reverse. You got to go in reverse. Yep. It takes 10 minutes to get back on the path. Yeah, it's fun, though. I watched a couple of guys that were stuck. Yeah. And uh, when we went by, I said, yeah, just put it in reverse. <laughs> they didn't know what it, to do. No, they didn't know what to do. And they're like two guys pushing their, <laughs> trying to push their golf cart out of. Not working. Yeah, it wasn't working. That's funny. Yeah. But you know how I found out? Huh? Same way. I couldn't get mine to go. It wasn't going anywhere. It wasn't going anywhere. And I finally figured out if you put it in reverse, it'll yeah. get you out of there. Well, speaking about putting it in reverse, let's get into the word yeah, today. Yeah, that's what we're Because we've for. been in reverse too long. Uh, chapter 9. Yeah. Of the Gospel of John. Yep. 41 verses. Mm -hmm. So, uh, good break. I'm going to read through uh, through 20. Okay. And then let you take it at 21. Will that work? Perfect. That's great for me. I'm going to read New King James. New Living Translation. Okie doke. All right. I must say unto you, read, sir. Now, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth, and his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am with you in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said these things, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with clay. Then he said to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is translated sent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. Therefore, the neighbors and those who previously had seen he was blind said, Is this not he who sat and begged? Some said, This is he. Others said, He is like him. He said, I am he. Therefore, they said to him, How were your eyes opened? He answered and said, A man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said to me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. So I went and washed and I received sight. Then they said to him, where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought him who formerly was blind to the Pharisees. Now it was a Sabbath when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. Then the Pharisees also asked him again how he had received his sight. And he said to them, he put clay on my eyes and I washed and I see. Therefore, some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God because he does not keep the Sabbath. Others said, how can a man who is a sinner do such signs? And there was a division among them. They said to the blind man again, What do you say about him because he opened your eyes? He said, He is a prophet. 
But the Jews did not believe concerning him that he had been blind and received a sight until they called his parents of him, called the parents of him who had received a sight. And they asked them, saying, Is this your son who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered them and said, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind. Verse 21, But we don't know how he can see or who healed him. Ask him. He's old enough to speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders who had announced that anyone saying Jesus was the Messiah would be expelled from the synagogue. That's why they said, He's old enough. Ask him. So for the second time, they called on the man who had been blind and told him, God should get the glory for this because we know this man, Jesus, is a sinner. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether he is a sinner, the man replied, but I know this. I was blind and now I see. But what did he do? They asked. How did he heal you? Look, the man exclaimed. I told you once. Didn't you listen? Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? Then they cursed him and said, you are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know God spoke to Moses, but we don't even know where this man comes from. Why, that's very strange, the man replied. He healed my eyes, and yet you don't know where he comes from. We know that God doesn't listen to sinners, but he is ready to hear those who worship him and do his will. Ever since the world began, no one has ever been able to open the eyes of someone born blind. If this man were not from God, he couldn't have done it. You were born a total sinner, they answered. Are you trying to teach us? And they threw him out of the synagogue. When Jesus heard what had happened, he found the man and asked, Do you believe in the Son of Man? The man answered, Who is he, sir? I want to believe in him. You have seen him, Jesus said, and and he is speaking to you. Yes, Lord, I believe, the man said, and he worshiped Jesus. Then Jesus told him, I entered this world to render judgment, to give sight to the blind, and to show those who think they see that they are blind. Some Pharisees who were standing nearby heard him and asked, Are you saying we're blind? If you were blind, you wouldn't be guilty, Jesus replied, but you remain guilty because you claim you can see. Amen. Ouch, that last statement's pretty rough. Yeah. Uh, Are you saying we're blind? Uh, No, actually, you can see, and you're in total rebellion. Yep. Yeah, it's a pretty uh, rough indictment on... On where these guys were at, he's and getting it, after him. Yeah, he's getting after him, and it, 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 it's almost. I mean, if it wasn't so sad, it'd be comedic. How yeah. many times they go back and forth trying to, you know, hey, wait a minute, no, wait a minute, get his mom and dad, no, wait a minute, ask yeah. him again, no, wait a minute. Um, man, you, you'd think they would at least, and I know that some of them did, kind of hit the alert button that something's going on here. Yeah. This is and a big deal. This is bigger than bigger than we thought it was. Yeah. This isn't wine. Could I be Water wrong? Wine anymore, yeah. I mean, that thought, could I be wrong, yeah. needs to be, you know, I don't want to be, be a doubter and be tossed to and from. Yep. You know, every wave, but you know, the fact of the matter is I can be wrong. That's why it's so important to have the right people around you. Yeah. Because these guys were sort of reinforcing. They had a <laughs> how can I say this? They had a um they had a vested interest in Judaism, mm-hmm. and it made them hard to recognize the Christ. Yep. So, you know, when I might not go get advice from somebody, let's say I've invested my money with Christian, and I'm not sure whether or not I should. Yeah. 
I wouldn't go to Christian and ask him, should I, do you really think I should be invested yeah. with you? He would just say yes. Of course. Obviously, he'd believe in what he was yeah. doing. My name's Bernie Madoff. Yeah. I probably, oh gosh, I probably should go to someone wise like Nick and say, Nick, what do you think of this investment? Yeah. Is this investment a good investment? And because Nick works in finance and all that, he doesn't. But if he did, yeah. he'd be able to give me the answer that no, you know, that, pro- that Unbiased, might not be. Unbiased outside source. Yeah. yeah and, and that doesn't mean I'm going to now invest with Nick. I just wanted some good advice. Yeah. yeah. From someone who loved me more than they loved the reasons why they were doing yeah. what they were doing. Yeah, that's good. I don't know. that that. Uh, it's hard for these guys to see the forest for the trees, too. Oh, yeah. They're just so stuck in it. And oh, they're absolutely. just they're threatened by everything. They're threatened by Rome. They're threatened, yep. threatened by a Messiah. And they had yep. already dealt with, is the Messiah out in the desert? Is this this justice or whoever it could be that may rise up? But it's like, is it really the Savior or not? And so... They've had a hard time with that. Yeah, they sure have. And I, and amazingly enough, I, I think we all need to just take a minute here and say, God, help me not to be deceived. Yeah. Help me not to be blind. Yep. Help me not to see and deny yeah. the truth. Because these guys who were the peak of the religious system that God was using yeah. in the earth yeah. missed. Yeah, right in front of them. The, the Messiah because of their involvement in religion and they so as felt a pastor, threatened yeah and all that and as a pastor i pray god don't yeah. ever let me be in that position yeah, to i want to know yeah i, I want to know i think it's crazy too is i really got a kick out of how much emphasis they put on the blind eyes being open like elijah raised someone from the dead you had seen like enoch pass on from earth and not you know die or you mm. saw you know you know, Elijah caught up in the chariot of fire. Like you've seen some incredible miracles, all these things that happen, True. but they're like, no one has ever opened the eyes of the blind. And it's like, that's a big deal. And I love what the blind man says. I was blind, oh, but now I see how powerful statement. is that? Like, here's his testimony. Paul says that, or no, Revelation talks about you overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. It's what John wrote and how powerful for us to be able to see that. And Paul gives the example of the scales falling off his eyes like you look in a mirror and it was foggy but now it's clear and i could see that in my own life is that i just saw the world different like literally i was blind to my sin i was blind to my road of destruction i was blind to the way i treated my family and my loved ones it was just so self-destructive but then God opened my eyes and I could see, and it really is this profound moment of like, thank you, Lord, for that vision, that God vision to see things different. No, absolutely. You know, it reminds me where he says, uh, uh, what verse is that again, where he says that? Is it? um, I got you. uh, Am I looking at the wrong? Oh, yeah, I'm on the wrong page. Um, It says, uh, I do not know one thing I know that though I was blind, now I see. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of what the guy said who Jesus, uh, they let let him down uh, through the roof yeah. on his bed. Yeah. And Jesus said, take up your bed and walk. Yeah. And so that was the Sabbath. And so he's walking along with his bed on the Sabbath. And the Pharisees said to him, what in the world are you doing? Yeah. And he said, he who healed me told me to take up my bed and walk. I'm going to listen to him. Yeah. Who are you going to listen to? You're going to listen to the people that, you know, never did anything for your predicament yeah you know that you struggled gave you in? more rules yeah or you're gonna you're gonna believe the one who has real results yeah. and real fresh living 
you know, active faith working in his life, yeah. which, which, which is Jesus. So he who told, who healed me, told me to take up my bed and walk yeah. here, though I was blind. Now I say, I see, says, look, you guys, I don't, I don't have all the details. Yeah. I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the, the Bible answer man like yeah. you guys are. Yeah. But I do know this. I was blind and now I yeah. see. And so I'm kind of convinced. I just want you to know. <laughs> First-hand I'm, experience. I'm leaning towards being convinced despite yeah. your disbelief. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. And uh, be, I believe it because I've seen it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's a, that's a pretty amazing thing. I like that. And I think it goes to this idea, too, is we don't have to have all the answers. Like, you've been mm. walking with the Lord, Pastor Dan, for a good amount of years and study the Bible a lot, but it's okay to be a believer and not have to be a knower. Sometimes mm. when we try to know everything, then our brain gets in the way and we actually struggle. But I personally have had my life radically changed. I had Jesus snatch me out of a terrible destructive pattern that could have ended up in prison or death. And I've experienced that. And so maybe I don't understand every question that some, you know, apologetics person will come up and try to debate me on or an atheist would try to go toe to toe, but it's okay. I believe because of what I experienced. And that's what I have as a firsthand account of the goodness of God and the power of him in my life. I like this idea too of what do you think about them trying to get on generational sins? I was going to ask you because it's oh, like, yeah. you know, is this the sin of his parents? Is it carrying over? And yeah. it's like, this is going to bring glory to God. This could be a little bit contentious oh, yeah. of did God put this blindness on him just to get glory or what happened? And I kind of want to to set you up a little bit to maybe straighten somebody out. This is a setup, huh? It is. I'm setting oh, you up okay. so you can learn us something. Okay, so while I'm working on that, yeah. would you look up in Jeremiah? I'd love to. Where it says the sins of the fathers yeah. will no longer be passed on. Yeah, got it. <clears throat> um, so when you read this, one of the things you got to understand about uh, the th- this language, and this is not an excuse in any way, shape, or form, but there's no punctuation when you write the Greek. Mm-hmm. And so all the punctuation put in here was put in there by people yeah. trying to, oh, yeah. you know, uh, as much as they could do it right. But the the commas aren't here where they are in the sentence. So if you read it now, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth and his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents? that he was born blind. Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sin, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming and no one can work. So as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And when he said these things, he spat on the ground, he made the clay and he puts it on his eyes. So the first thing we've got to answer is, is is what gives God glory in this situation? Yeah. Sickness or healing? Yeah. Well, obviously, healing gives God glory because that's what Jesus does in the situation, and God wants to give uh, God wants that glory from the healing. Did God make him sick just so he could heal him? Absolutely not. Then, if that was the case, <clears throat> it would really be a kingdom divided against itself. Yeah. And Jesus, you know, Jesus said, if you want to see the father, look at me. If you want to see God, look at me. And so when I look at Jesus, I never find Jesus making somebody sick. I always see Jesus making somebody well. 
healing, delivering, setting free. John 10.10, which comes up right after this, sets clear guidelines. And I think it's a response to this actual question that gets asked here. And then again, in chapter 11, with Lazarus, it gets asked again, like, why did Jesus wait? Because dying was his will, you know, and God wanted, you know, to get glory from raising Lazarus from the dead. No. When the people came there to announce Lazarus was dead in chapter 11, Mm -hmm. Lazarus was already dead. Yeah. You know, that Lazarus was sick, excuse me, he was already dead. The time had already eclipsed where he had died. That's why Jesus said Lazarus sleeps. Jesus knew he was already dead. There was no need to be in a hurry to run back. He had already died. That part had already happened. And so you look 9, 10, and 11, you got to take all these chapters together. And John 10, 10 says, the thief cometh not but to kill, steal, and destroy. I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Deuteronomy 28 tells us what a curse is and what a blessing is. Yeah. Sickness and poverty are a curse. Provision and health are a blessing. Yeah. And those things are clear, and you got to get in your mind, you know, get that clear picture in your mind, because if your mind's divided, let not a double-minded man think he receives anything of the Lord. Yeah. you got to get it to the point where you believe Jesus is healing. Jesus is not out reversing what God is doing. Yeah. It's just like when Jesus calms the storm. Well, did, did God send the storm so that Jesus could calm it? That's again, that's a kingdom divided against itself. Yeah. God isn't the author of storms. He's not the author of, I mean, we live in a fallen world and our fallen world is the author of storms. Yeah. Our sin, yeah. the wages of sin is death. That's what's causing all the crazy stuff to happen on the earth today was the original fall of Adam and Eve, not your mom or you yeah. or, or anything of that nature. Now, Jesus does say to someone he heals, Go and sin no more, lest the worst thing befall you. Yeah. And so he is he is warning them that there's destruction in sin. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that I mean, God forbid that God's the author of sin yeah. and that you gotta go sin to, you know, get sick so that you can be in God's will so he can teach you something. Yeah. Come on. It's a very convoluted argument. It is. Uh and and the simple truth is God is good. And uh, that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And I think this chapter is one of those chapters you got to be sure of. Yeah, every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of light, of whom there is no variation or shifting or shadow. Absolutely. He is that guy. Yeah, Jesus is just shedding some light on God's will here. And God's will is healing. Acts 10.38, Jesus went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. So when he healed somebody, it wasn't, because God made him sick so he could get glory. Hey, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a minute and talk about that sins of the fathers. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, 
Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family. We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321 453 Kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. And so the disciples, when they are asking the question, did this man sin? Well, he was born blind. How in the world did he, what did God do pre Pre his sin, knowing he would sin, made him blind because he was going to sin? Yeah. No, obviously. So then that led them to the question, well, it must have been their parents. Yeah. Because all of this is from sin. And they're right in the sense that all of sickness and disease is from sin, from the original sin of yeah. man. The fallen nature yeah. of man brought that stuff into the earth. 
but it isn't payback exactly sickness for sin in the world we live in. And on the father thing, somebody said, oh, no, there's there's generational sin. Well, it says in verse uh, 29 of Jeremiah 31, in those days they shall say no more. In other words, this is coming to an end. The fathers have eaten sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. But everyone shall die for his own iniquity. Every man who eats sour grapes, his teeth shall be set on edge. And that's just a pictorial thing. Like if you bite into a lemon, you make a, a, a puckery face. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, it used to be that the sins of the fathers were passed on. And so that would mean that what the dad did affected the son. But in the new covenant, it says, look, you're responsible for your own decisions and generational sin is no longer a factor. But listen to me, healing is a part of the new covenant too, but we have to pray and believe for it. it. It's the same thing to beat generational sin. Just because you're set free from it in the Bible doesn't mean you automatically walk in freedom. You still have to pray to receive it. God bless you guys. Have a great week. See you, Christian. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.